Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm doing this one from Ottawa. And I was about to say it's with a heavy heart. That's not true. It's with excitement. Guys, let's not get too sentimental. But the Prius, the Prius recording studio has been traded in. I know. It's been a big part of the podcast. All right. I get that. But uh, time it's time to give the Prius a new home. That's the way I look at it. You know, it's not it's not dying. It's just it's going out to to a farm. You know, that'll have a lot of kids and that that that'll enjoy it. You know, it'll run free in the meadow. Guys, instead of being cooped up in our apartment building in Toronto, it's going to be free. It's going to get another life for sure. Because they bought it from us for sixty five hundred bucks, and they're going to sell it for about eleven thousand dollars. So you know, that there's plenty of plenty of car left there. Yeah, they just you never do, guys. You never do the trade in with the um, what do you call it? The purchase of a new car or a lease, like we did. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what we did. We did exactly what we knew we weren't supposed to, because that's that's what these guys. I tell you what, you talk about professional scam artists. These, I couldn't believe it. All right, so let's let's back it up and let you know what we ended up getting. Uh, oh, and first, I'm on the road. I'm a, a, in Ottawa. I'm staying at my brother's house right now. I have a baby that stayed up all night last night. So he's upstairs. He's supposed to be taking a nap, and he's singing in his crib. And I'd be mad, but it's too goddamn adorable because I sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star every time before I put him down. You know, that's his cue. Like, this is the song. This is the sleepy song. And now he's just lying in his crib, just going, Tinkle, Tinkle. Friggin' adorable. All right? How are you going to be mad at that? You can't. It was up from 3.30 last night to 6.30. It was a nightmare. But back to the matter at hand. All right, we we got a Volvo. That's right, because we're parents. All right, we got a Volvo XC60. Is that what it, that's what it's called? I think we leased it. You know, we didn't buy it outright. Because here's the thing, guys. We what we want is a Tesla. You know what I mean? We're those types of people. We want we want a Tesla because it's cool. You know, and it saves fuel. And it's good for the environment, I think. I mean, I don't know a lot about the environment. But you can't get a Tesla. The reason is, is number one, the bigger Teslas are a million dollars. They're like 128,000 for the Model S. I didn't even look at the Model X, the SUV one, which is the one we'd kind of want because we got the baby with his big car seat and his big stroller. And then, you know, when we go on trips and shit, this is the whole reason. We're, we're getting rid of the Prius. We want a little more space, even though we only have one kid. And there's more to it, too. The Prius, of course, is eight years old. You know, it's a 2010. As, as long-time listeners to the podcast know, 2010. You know, it's so it, we get getting rid of it now while it still has a little value and, um, and getting a more comfortable car. It's, it's technically a luxury car. You know, I don't want to bragging. But it's a that's what it's just what they call it a luxury car. But it's it's a it's a what do you call them a, almost a compact SUV. It's pretty much 
the 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 big players right now are the Audi Q5, the BMW X3, and the Volvo XC60. That's those are the major three. It's just it's the right thing for a small family because of these goddamn stroller companies and these car seat manufacturers who are just making everything so big. But you know what? If it makes things safer, I mean the stroller, that's just bullshit. I mean, you don't need a safer stroller. You know, you're not going to be whipping down the highway in a stroller. But if the car seat is safer by being a bit bigger, all right, fine. You forced me to go get a luxury sedan. No, not sedan, an SUV. But um, I'm all over the place here. But don't worry. I'll get to all the important information that, that you desperately need to know about my new car. I'll tell you right off the bat, I don't consider it a new car. It Because I'm leasing it, it feels like a rental to me, which it is. You're renting it from not not Volvo, but the bank. I, I something about when I was reading the leases, they actually basically sell the car to a finance company, like a, like a bank of some kind, and then um, and we are paying the bank. And then when we hand it back into them, I don't know what the fuck happens. But um, so we're gonna get an upgraded car, and. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I really am looking forward to is uh, the seats. Because, like, the Prius, you know, guys, love it. But it's got cloth seats. They're getting older. They were never, you know, that ergonomic to begin with. And um, now, after eight years of my bony ass sticking into the seats, it, it, it just doesn't have the support, you know, that it once did. And I don't know if you know this, guys, but I got the osteoporosis. I got the bad bones... And uh, my back, ah, guys, because I had to drive to um, St. Catharines this weekend. I had shows at uh, Showtime Comedy Club in St. Catharines. Thanks so much for having me out there, Showtime, all the staff. Had a great friggin' time. Um, Just sold out shows. Wonderful time. Uh, But I had to drive there. That's an hour and a half. Uh, each way, because I'm not staying over. It's only an hour and a half. I'm going to come fucking back home. So I drive out an hour and a half. That's three hours of driving on Friday, three hours of driving on Saturday. Woke up Sunday, drove another five hours to Ottawa, and my back is screaming at me. It's like, hey, you son of a bitch. Just get out of this car. But the seats, guys, in the Volvo XC60, the XC60 recording studio, not bad. Almost sounds like radio station call letters. XC60. We're in at the XC60 studios. Station XC60. Ooh, that sounds good. That's what I'll call it. Station XC60. Mark Bennett recording out of Station XC60. Not bad. And you guys, you know, you know that it's going to be a car, but maybe I won't tell anybody else. Maybe you'll tune into this, people tune into this podcast a month from now. They'll be like, oh, he's in a professional recording studio. Not realizing... He is sitting in the back of his family SUV, like a weirdo. But uh, where was I? Oh, the seats, guys. So when the guy's taking us out for the test drive, seemed like a real nice guy. Of course he wasn't. He was a fucking, oh, man. You know, he, look, he's doing his job. Guys, he's doing his job, but his job is a job that should not exist. All right? I'll get... I'll get to that, why it shouldn't exist. But right, first I'll tell you about the seats, because I know you're dying to know. They were designed by a chiropractor, and I am sure that that is 
fact, because he said it during the test drive. Now, to be fair, I did not tell him about the old dusty bones. Didn't mention it. Didn't say a thing. For all he knew, I was in tip-top health. You know, I, I mean, I look like an athlete. So how would he know, right? I didn't make any Winston signs as I got in the car. Just got in there like I'm a regular person with solid bones. And, uh, but I got to say, the second I sat down, I was like, Jesus, this feels pretty good. And that is after test driving a bunch of other cars. Highlander I test drove, the Mazda CX-9, the Mazda CX-5, uh, and the BMW X3. And it just, none of them, the Highlander was the second most comfortable. But the, uh, man, that Volvo. So maybe he's right. Maybe it was designed by a chiropractor. So he says, no matter how long you're driving, your, your back is going to feel good and uh, your hips are going to feel good. And I'm like, this guy has no fucking idea what a good thing he just said. Because, uh, oh, man, the hips and the back. I, no, I don't know. Maybe it's not even osteoporosis. Maybe when you're 40 years old, like myself, after you drive like five or six hours, that's what happens to you. I don't know. All I do know is that I want a smoother more comfortable ride, and that is what we're getting with this car. It's a beauty, too. I had never pictured buying a Volvo in my life, just like I had never pictured buying a Prius in my entire life. You know, oh, I'm getting a text message here, guys. Getting a text message. You're getting this in real time. Oh, it's my sister telling me to go see a house on her street. They all they all want me to move close, and it's not me. My family, it, it, they don't, it's not me that they want to see. It's the boy. That 20-month-old boy who's upstairs singing Tinkle, Tinkle, Little Star. That's what they want to see. I get that. Fair enough. You had 40 years of me. We're done. Sick of it. Let's bring in a new version. A new, a new model, guys. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a new model. It's an upgrade. He's a luxury version of Mark Bennett. You know? He's got all kinds of new options. Maybe because he got genetics from a better person. Right? So it's like a Mark Bennett, but with a nicer interior, nicer handling, you know? Nicer exterior. Looks great. So, uh, and that's another thing. You know, the boy really doesn't enjoy the car rides. And I think some of it is that you know, the Prius is, is designed for fuel economy. It's not designed to be some kind of smooth, down-the-road ride, right? It's... um. So it's good. It's great, in fact. In fact, what we're thinking after the two years our lease is up on the Volvo, we may just turn around and buy a new Prius, you know, because at that point, the boy's seat, his car seat, will be front-facing, which will give us way more room in the back, plus my wife will be able to ride up front again because the boy is facing us as opposed to facing the back seat because she stays in the back to entertain him. Otherwise, he's just staring at the back of a seat and he already doesn't like the car ride. You know what I mean? You see how it's working out? So we'll do this for a while. And uh, But getting back to why that fucking guy's job shouldn't exist who sold us the car. It's like I get that you should have people that sell products like you would if you go into a store, you know, you go into a Staples, there's somebody there and you're like, hey, I need, you know, a certain size Bristol board. I need I need I need some paper that's good for for printing out photos. 
And the guy's like, oh, it's right this way. You need the photo paper option. I see. You don't want the regular paper. So and there's a guy that helps you. That I accept. Please do that. But why in the Christ? And I know I yelled about this on the last podcast. All right? It's just that, guys, after going through it, oh, my good Jesus Christ. Good God. So I just, anyway, we spent three hours there at this fucking dealership with a toddler. And um, I'll tell you what happened. So, like I say, you should have somebody there helping you out, telling you what the options are, you know, telling you why you should buy this car. But what they shouldn't be doing is simply holding back the truth. They, like they, my, my brother, who's leased many cars, he's a bit older than me, four years, four, anyway, he's been doing, he's been more of an adult than me for a long time. He's, he's only four years older than me in adult status. He's been an adult 20 years longer than me, at least. So he's bought a lot of cars in his day. And he just uses a broker now because he's just fucking sick. And my brother's no shrinking violet. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, guys, I'm, I'm sappy sweet. I'm a nice fucking guy. You know what I mean? I just want, that's why I'm a comedian. I just want everyone to love me. I just, I walk around, I'm a people pleaser. Walk around trying to make everybody happy all the time. That's my whole profession. Get up on stage, you know, give, give people a few laughs. Let them go home. You know, forget about how shitty their day was trying to buy a car. That, that is what I provide. But my brother, he's like a partner in an accounting firm, you know? Like, you you say something he doesn't like. He say, hey, hey, go fuck yourself. He'll say that right to your face, you know? And people respect him for it. And so he is sick of it. He can't deal with it anymore. Can't take the, 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 the bullshit and the amount of time it takes out of his day. Just tell me the price of your fucking car. Go ahead and make a profit. But, like, why do you get to hold back the truth to make more money off me than you will off somebody who screams in your face. Like, like, do you hear what kind of fucking system they've created where it encourages people to be angry with them? It encourages people to go in and go, no, fuck you. You're giving me a terrible deal. I'm walking out of here right now. And then they're like, well, no, it's a good deal, and here's why. And then, like, this, why Why are you creating animosity? What What percent, what money do you need to make? You know? Like, they, I, if you need, if, if 5% markup over the invoice price, if that's a good profit for you, then charge that amount for the fucking car. And, and the options, the same thing. Look, if you want... I get it. You want, uh, 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 you know, blind spot monitoring. You want the 360 camera so you can help park this big boat. Those things will cost extra, and that's fine. It's fine. You know you need them. I need them. I, 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 can, I scraped up the Prius's bumper, parking it, and it's a little car. So the idea that I, I, I need cameras, otherwise I'll be running over fucking things all the time. So I don't want that. So I'll pay my money. But just why? Why in the Christ? They've created an entire industry. The, these brokers, 
That's how shitty the experience is. That they've created a group of people to just deal with the shit. And you have to pay them. Like, my brother pays the guy 500 bucks to do it. And the guy, of course, what he says to Kevin, uh, that's my older brother, he says, uh, if you have a trade-in, we negotiate the car first. I, I get that in writing, sign on the dotted line. Then I, then I try to sell the trade-in to somebody else. Because that guy's not stupid. He's not like me, who put the trade-in against our car. Anyway, so here's what happened, guys. Here's how we got snowed. And, and some of you are out there, you're saying, Mark, that's on the internet now. You can go to unhaggle.com. They'll tell you the invoice prices of all these things. Absolutely. And we did. We downloaded it all. We were ready to go. We wanted uh, Volvo XC60 T5 with uh, the uh, Vision package. All right? Because the Vision package gives you that surround sound, uh, the surrounding camera so that you don't, like, you know, run over some old lady with her walker. And uh, we go in. The T5 is not there. So this fucking guy, first of all, he, because we, so I should say, we did the test drive on Friday, and the guy said, okay, so you don't have time to, to do anything today. And we said, of course not. We have a, a toddler at home with a babysitter. We got to be back in 30 minutes. So we said, okay, can you come in tomorrow? And then we said, yes, we'll bring the toddler with us, um, and we'll come in, and we'll have a limited period of time because he'll have to take a nap. Here we go. And he's like, great, I'll see you tomorrow. We show up, and there's no fucking car. All right? The T5 with the vision package, not there. Not only not there, he says there are none across Canada. He said he looked, and there is nowhere where you can get the uh, T5 with the vision package. And because they're bringing in the 2019s in July then uh, they're not even making anymore. So we can't do that. He said, so if you want to wait until July or August when the car comes in, we can, we can order you one right now. So we'll sign, sign you up for one, order it, and then uh, ready to go. But here's the problem with that, guys, because of course there's a problem with that, is that the APR, what your, your, your interest rate, can't be guaranteed. Don't know what it's going to be, you know? Don't even really know the base price of the 2019 jet because Volvo hasn't released them, or somebody says. And, uh, and also, little does he know, uh, but of course he probably guesses, we want the Volvo now because we got a lot of driving to do this summer and uh, it'd be nice to have a nicer car, you know? Not to show off, guys. It's so that we can ride in some comfort for Christ's sake. So then I say, so what do you got on the lot? And I know I'm not stupid. All right. I know that if there's something on the lot, they're, they're paying a carrying cost for that. They would love to get rid of it. So you're going to get a better deal. And that's what he says to me. Cause the guy is, he's feigning honesty. They all do. He says, uh, yeah, yeah, we do have one on the lot, and of course we're going to give you a very good deal on that because you know I want to move it. And because he knows I did on Haggle, too. He goes, I know you got the numbers from on Haggle and all that, so, so you know, we, we, we can really work this out. I, sw- I swear to God. And um, he goes, I know you think I'm a sleazy sales guy, but we, I, I just I want to move that car, and if it's the right car for you, great. 
And that's another tactic they're using these days all the time. I know you think I'm a sleazy sales guy, but I'm just telling you the blah, blah, blah. But you notice he didn't, he didn't uh, deny the fact that he's a sleazy sales guy. He just said, I know you think I am one, but I'm telling you we're going to get you a good deal. So it's not like I'm not one and I'm being honest. He just says, I know you know, basically. It's just a tactic to try to get you to trust him. Now, look, guys, I don't trust him, but I do want the car. And uh, it, what we should have done was walked away from and then ordered the 2019 another time. But, but here's the thing. Again, guys, again, we got to drive to Montreal. That's a six-hour drive and back. Uh, we got we got to come to Ottawa three or four more times because it's the summertime. You're going to see your friends. I have a pile of shows that I've got to do. It's just, you know, made more sense. So we sit down and we... But the car that he's trying to sell us is an upgraded version of the one we want. The T6 is what he wants to sell us with uh, a bunch of extras, you know, bumper lining, uh, 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 seat trimming. What the fuck is that? Hundred dollars for for to have like a like a different shade of black on the seat. I don't fucking know. Uh, and then, and then the, the trunk protection, $250 for a rubberized trunk protection, but we're leasing the car. We're giving it back to them in two years. So we're protecting their trunk. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but since we didn't want a lot of that shit, we said no to all, and all of that. So we, so the guy says, I'll give you 3% because he's on Haggle, right? We got we got the numbers. And on, on, on Haggle always says, you try to get 3 to 7% over the invoice price. 3 to 7% over the invoice price, and that's pretty good. Uh, or that's what that's what the dealers want, between 3 and 7. So if you're doing 7, you know that they're getting a lot of what they want. If you do 3, that's better for you. You guys know math, right? So... We go, uh, the guy says right off the bat, well, I can give you 3% over invoice price because you, you know the invoice price, I can give it to you. And, and I'm like, yeah, but we, that's 3% over a car that starts $7,000 more than the one we wanted. And he's like, yeah, I get that. I said, and it has like these three extra packages I don't want. And he's like, yeah, okay, so what can I do? What can I do? Now, I'm shortening this for you guys, slightly, anyway. And, um... Because we were there from from uh, ten to two. Holy Christ! It was four hours. Saying three hours, ten to two. We were there with a toddler, mind you, who goes to bed at noon. So he was up for two extra hours. It was a fucking nightmare. Then he didn't nap at all, and it 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 has. That's just why he was up last night because his sleep cycle is so screwed up now, thanks to us buying this car. So I um. I say to the guy, I don't want these packages. He goes, okay, if we can cross off the packages you didn't want, give you 3% over, then do we have a deal? And uh, we were like, well, we want winter tires and we want uh, free oil changes because we're only keeping this car for two years. We don't want to be paying any more than our monthly payments. And he was like, okay, that's a crazy deal. I've never seen anything like that. You know, they say that shit. And he said, I got to take it to my manager. And if, can I bring this to him? And uh, he said, or do you want to try to do the 2019 in a couple of months? Knowing we just want to get the fucking car. So uh, I say, sure. He goes into his manager. They come back. 
I was actually texting my brother at the time saying, yeah, I'm going to try and negotiate winter tires. He goes, they'll never give you winter tires. And uh, so they comes back, and that's exactly his manager comes in and says, okay, can't give you the winter tires. That's $2,800. He said, you're already getting 3% over. We're getting rid of these packages. You know, we, we'll, we'll literally lose money. So we can't give you the winter tires. And I was like, okay, I, that's reasonable. Because apparently the winter tires on rims from their dealership is 2800 bucks. That's the not the invoice price. But you know what I mean? I get it. That's a fair amount of money. Maybe we'll buy winter tires off a, you know, off Walmart or something and then get them installed there. So I'm I I let it go. I'm like, "Okay." He said, "But if I just but if I give you the rest, is it a is it a deal?" And uh I say, "Yeah. We Yeah. Uh, we're exhausted. They've worn us down because that's what they do." Guys, walk away. Like, just, first of all, don't even do it. Don't even negotiate your own thing. Unless you're a sicko who, who's just a masochist and you love that shit. Or you're some crazy competitive guy who wants to get the best of some dealer. You know, just don't do it. Because here's the thing. It doesn't matter how competitive you are. It doesn't matter what kind of man you are. Oh, I'm a big, tough man. Or if you're a lady, I'm a big, tough lady. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hard ass. Go be a hard ass all you want. You don't know the truth. You know? Because here's the thing. They show me the deal I get. They say, look, here, we'll, we'll show you. And he turned around his computer when I go into the big boss's office. Turned around the computer. He said, we made $1,000 off you. Here is the invoice price of the car. Here's what we sold it for you for. We made $1,000 on the car, you, and you get free oil changes, so that's $300 off that. We made $700 on the car. He said, so that's why we couldn't give you the winter tires that are $2,800. You just, you got so much. And then, like, a little part of me felt pretty good, you know, because I looked at our monthly payments. They were $525 a month after our trade-in, and um, I and plus we were tired and we just wanted to go home. So I go, okay, we've done, we're, we're done, great. Shook my hand, congratulations. We were supposed to bang a gong. Everyone was banging a gong all day, but they didn't let us bang a gong. I don't think they liked us very much. You know, this is one. That's why my wife thought we had a good deal because they didn't seem to like us when it was all done. I think there was something else going on. You know, somebody. They, they, they fucked something up because they all they were all running around, scattered around as soon as we were done. So I don't think it had anything to do with us. But if it did, I'd be proud of that fact. But here's why I know we didn't get a great deal. So, first of all, when he says he made $700, you didn't. You made $1,000. The oil changes at your place won't cost you $300. Number two, uh, your carrying costs for holding this car on your lot that's about to become an old car as the 2019s are in, in two months. And uh, the fact that you get to move it and then you get, they get all these incentives for selling a certain number in a month. They, from the, the, the amount of money they probably made is crazy. And then let's not forget, they gave us 6,500 for our Prius, which the Kelly blue book value is between 65 and 8,500. So they give us the low end of the blue book. They'll probably spend $500 on a coat of paint and their, They'll sell that for $11,000. They made a fucking shitload of money off us. A shitload of money. And then I go back to unhaggle. See, here's the problem. Is the real anger from the situation came that we had priced out the car we wanted with the options we wanted. 
And when we got the bait and switch, when we show up and they're like, we don't have that car, we have this car, we didn't have that exact model with those exact options priced out on the unhaggle.com. So we only had some of the basic invoice information, not all of the specific invoice information. So we were in less of a good position to bargain. And so if the guy had told us which car we were actually coming in to see, we, of course, could have done more research. But he didn't want that. He wanted us to come in. And that's what I mean by these fucking people, man. These fucking... And so I checked the numbers on Unhaggle. We basically got, according to their numbers, what the average person gets when they haggle at a dealership. We didn't get as good of a price as Unhaggle would have gotten us if we had just spent $99 on those guys, and that is certainly what I'll do next time, or hire a broker straight up. Because it just, it leaves you with a fucking sick taste in your mouth. We almost became Volvo people for life. We were so happy with the car. We thought it was so nice, and we were we enjoyed our interaction with the staff, and then, then you go to haggle, and then they just gotta, they just gotta fuck you. Because here's the thing, they didn't take off the packages, alright? They gave us 3%, over the invoice price. That is true. But then they didn't take off. So when, so when the manager came in and said, I can't give you the winter tires, he also didn't take off the packages that we didn't want. So we paid 3% over invoice price, yes, but of a much more expensive car with many more options than we wanted. So we ended up, basically, and since it's a two-year lease, we, it equates to about losing about $2,000, which is not nothing. That's $2,000. Not to mention, we probably could have sold our car privately for $9,000. Well, let's say eight, guys. Let's say eight. Let's be, that's another $1,500 off that. So we're down $3,500. You know what I mean? There's no, and, and we, we did our best. Like, to the point where they thought we did pretty good. And I showed my brother all the numbers. And he was like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Like, you didn't get scammed at all. And I'm like, yeah, but we didn't want that car. And we under, they, they underpaid us for our Prius, which we knew they would, but we didn't want the hassle of selling it privately. And they knew that. So what I'm saying, guys, is hire a fucking broker. Although my brother was talking about that last night, like the guy would come back to him, hey, I can get you a better deal if you want a silver one on the lot. That also sounds like more back and forth. That's the thing. Here, here's what I'm here to tell you in case you're not used to buying cars. The problem is, is you go on the website to get the car, the price out the car you want with the options you want, but they, they don't necessarily make the car with the options you want. And then if you do want that specific car and they're still making it, like, if it hasn't rolled over into a new year, then and they've stopped production on, say, the 2018s, like they did with ours, then you have to order it from the factory, which will take longer to get, and then and uh, will give the dealership less incentive to give you a good deal because you're not taking one from their lot. So you end up making these strange little concessions that will change the variables, and that's how they can play the shell game. You know, you go in... Going, yeah, I want the vision package. You're like, okay, yeah, but you got to take the vision package and the climate package if you want this one on the lot. And there's some rear bumper stuff and some trunk protection. Or you go, okay, but uh, I don't want that part. Oh, then we can go with the T5 and just get the two packages without the bumper protection. Blah, 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 blah. You know? And so you can never really 
you can never really get the definitive answer. And like a, if you just want the straight-up base model with no bells and whistles, they almost don't exist. So we were much happier about our Prius buying experience. Part of the reason is because we walked away. But we, it was just because we didn't, we didn't really want the Prius at the time. They, see, we're these types of people. We're, we're people who try stuff out, and then if it surprises us, then we go ahead and do it. Me and the wife I'm talking about. And um, we never wanted, like, I couldn't pitch, I never wanted a Prius uh, back, you know, eight years ago. But when we went into the showroom, it had a nice upgraded look to it. And uh, it was good to drive. And then the gas mileage I read about, I'm like, that's fantastic. And we ended up just getting the thing. But, but the thing is, at the time, we were just so sick of car shopping because we had tried to get a Mini Cooper. And that was just a disaster of an experience. So when we went to get the, uh, the Prius, we were just so tired. We were like, you know what? We, we just gave it a little test drive. But we're honestly... We're maybe maybe in a month or so, but we're we're not buying it. We're sick of dealing with car dealerships. And we leave, and then this guy, his name is Hardeep. Uh, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's just, how do you forget that name? Hardeep? It sounds like hard deep, you know? Works at a car dealership. He's going to fuck you hard and deep. You know, I'm sorry. That was a little, <laughs> was a little graphic, but that's what they want to do. But this Hardeep, ironically was the absolute best guy we've talked to so far. And I know he was really good, too, because he got poached from uh, that Toyota dealership, and they gave him a big uh, job at a Honda dealership because this guy was good at his job. So what he ended up doing was giving us a $5,000 cash incentive um, because that's what Toyota was offering if you financed it yourself. So we just got a big line of credit, and uh, we got a $5,000 cash back. And so we were happy about it. But like my wife said yesterday, well, we weren't looking at on haggle or anything like that back then. We didn't have as much information. If we actually read about what we could have gotten the Prius for, we probably would have been livid. You know, it's almost, it's almost too much information now because you understand that you, you put in your best effort and you still turn out to be a fucking schmuck. You know what I mean? So obviously, guys... The best thing to do is to buy a car that's two or three years old and uh, just buy it out cash. But see, here's the thing. We bought, we bought a pre-owned Honda Civic, well, my wife did, back before when we were, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend. Guys, in the prime of our lives, our lives just expanding out in front of us. Who knows how life is going to go? I'll probably be a big famous comedian by the time I'm 40, you know? I won't be recording my podcast out of my car. It'll be great. And we got this car, and it was a fucking lemon. It's just this Honda Civic, which are supposed to be very reliable, was just always in the shop. It was a disaster. So that's turned us off a little bit from buying older cars. Because I know guys like Nick the Bodybuilder are listening, and Nick, who's a frugal guy, you know, he's like, hey, he told me at the gym. He was like, what you want to do is, you know, why are you buying it new? The depreciation just going off the lot. Why would you do it, man? He's right. But why I would do it is because of the shitty experience with the pre-owned car. You know what I mean? And because we got it. So we're like, well, don't buy it from a private. But we didn't. We bought it from a Honda dealership. But, you know, guess what, guys? They hide the information. 
They didn't tell us that the car was a fucking lemon. Everything at the time worked fine as we drove it off. So you would think everything's going to be all right. You talk about getting scammed. You know, we were in our 20s. And uh, I'm pretty sure we just paid the sticker price for the car. They had it listed at like $13,995. I think we gave them $13,995. But um, you live and learn. Guys, you live and learn. And, but I, I got to tell you, I'm a sentimental fool, clearly. I, I keep looking at the Prius because we, we traded in on Monday. That's when we do it. Not not this Monday. What's the date? I, I won't confuse you. It's Monday, April 30th right now, and I'm recording this. So it'll be next Monday, whatever the fuck that is. Is it 31 days in April? I don't know. This is why, see, I, I can't be haggling on my own. I mean, I don't know anything. I don't know math. I don't know days of the... No, there's not 30 days in April. I mean, there is 30 days in April, not 31. I know there's a rhyme that goes with it, but I can't remember the fucking rhyme. That's the thing. The problem with that is you have to remember the rhyme. So on May 7th, we'll be picking up that car, and we'll be handing in the Toyota Prius. Hopefully, guys, I will record one more podcast next Sunday in the Toyota Prius recording studio. The swan song! Oh, bittersweet, guys. Bitter, bittersweet. Loved the car. Loved it. And, uh, you know, my wife, which surprised me, is so also upset about leaving the Prius. Because it was really more her idea to get the new car. Because she wanted more room in the back seat with the kid. She was worried about my back. You know, so she's like, you know, maybe now is the time. You know, before we start to get the same major repairs as as the car gets up there in mileage, you know, it only has 112,000 right now. But after you know, after like 120, you know, cars tend to break down a little bit more. Now you got to pay all these repair bills and shit. So, um, you know, but now that we're giving it away, she's like, "Oh, that's when we got married. We had that car, and we brought home our our baby boy from the hospital in the car." And it's true, man. It is true, and we said that to my dad, and my dad, uh, he texted us back, and he was like, that is absolutely true. You have the sentimental feeling that, you know, your family was in this car. It was a family car. Oh, all the memories, all the things you did. He said, but then the day you drive the new car, you it, you start making new memories, and you and you're happy to have the nice upgraded car. You're happy to have a newer car because it's more comfortable. It feels better. And, guys, you got to try it. Gonna try it, life. I gotta tell you, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you right now. Oh my my, um, recorder's yelling low battery at me. Hopefully we'll get through this, guys. Hopefully we'll get through it. But um, I gotta tell you, right now, we're at a pretty we're we're down. We're a little bit down, me and the wife, and not because of the car thing. The car thing was just I think the stress of trying to buy the car and then going through that awful feeling you see what you do car dealerships if you're out there and you and you're a a car salesman and you're listening you know maybe maybe you're one of the guys who i did a test drive with and you found out as a comedian and you googled me or maybe you're the guy who sold me the fucking car and i can't remember your name i think it's dan or dave i don't fucking know but see what you've done like i'm about to talk about how the feeling we left with was such an exhausted 
feeling. And then we had the buyer's remorse because we felt like we 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 ended up paying more than we we had anticipated, and uh, for some stuff we didn't want, and it made us further regret selling the Prius, which is has all that sentimental value to us. You see, you're you're creating misery and depression, so don't do that shit. Okay, just start charging the price of the fucking car. Anyway, like I'm 40, I know I'm going through it, going through a midlife midlife crisis. You know, I uh, I'm a little bit. I just I don't know what I want to do with the career a little bit. I don't I want to be on the road a little bit less. I want to make more money. Um I want to uh to have a nice life, but I don't want to stop being a comedian. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 just it's who I am. It's it's what I like to do. It's how I identify with myself, you know? So it feels odd. I'm in I'm in a bit of a weird place. You you know. It's one of the reasons I started this podcast. I wanted to have another creative outlet. I wanted to have uh, a way to give a product once a week at least to people who like my comedy. You know what I mean? And I also enjoy venting about all the things that are bothering me. And my wife, she's having a rough time at work too. You know, it's just that she's gone back from maternity leave now and her priorities have shifted a little bit and she'd like to be home more with our baby. Well, he's a toddler, a 20-month-year-old maniac. Uh, he So, you know, and she had to organize this retreat, this, this work thing where that's that's one of the reasons we're here in Ottawa. She has um, um, she works for the federal government, so she had to organize this uh, this big week long thing for her for her job. And then normally she doesn't have to do that, so that added on a huge amount of stress for her. You know, we tried to buy houses. You guys, if you're anywhere in the world with a computer, you know the Toronto real estate market is the most ridiculous housing market in perhaps the history of the world in any country. I swear to God, it's that bad. The bubble has not burst in Toronto and it's been going since like 2006. All right. It is insane. The amount a house costs in Toronto and the only place worse, I think in the world is Vancouver. So Canada is just flying high on stupid real estate. So we, we tried to buy houses. We had all the, the, the stress and, and, and shit of that going, you know, do we move to a crappy area of Toronto or do we stay in a good area of Toronto where we're renting and we don't have enough room to have a second kid if we want or, or, or for our family to visit? You know, we, we, we have one spare bedroom, but now there's a, a, a toddler in that thing. And judging by last night, he can't sleep in the room with us because he just wakes up at 3.30 yelling, Dodo, he wants to go to bed with us, saying, Dodo. So I put him in the bed with us. Does he go to bed? No. He just kicks me in my shitty ribs. Okay. Batteries went out. I mean, I, I should have expected it. So I had to take the card out of the fucking recorder, put it in the computer, you know, find out where I left off. I left off where uh, I was talking about how the toddler was kicking me in my shitty ribs last night. And he was fucking river dancing away. On the old xylophone that is my ribcage. And it uh, wasn't good. So then my wife, she just put him back in the crib at one point, And we just let him cry it out. Let him cry until he fell asleep. And uh, no one in my brother's house slept last night. Nobody. My brother said politely the next morning, well, this morning, 
he was like, hey, so uh, does he always do that? Or And I was like, no, no, he doesn't always do that. It's just we went to a fucking car dealership and he missed his nap two days ago, which started a whole fucking domino effect where he's ruined now. Do you hear that, Dave or Dan or whatever the fuck your name is? You ruined our boy. No, he's back to normal. I think he's all right now. I uh, just put him down for a nap. And um, my wife is staying at a hotel tonight because she's got that conference. And instead of coming back here and sleeping with the demon, then she's uh, she's going to actually go get a nice night's sleep at a hotel room. And uh, good on her. Smart. Smart. Maybe I'll sleep in the Toyota Prius recording studio. You know? But I don't know. My brother, we're talking a bit about, like, the depression, right? I can talk to you guys, right? Uh, yeah. My brother is, uh, maybe it's just going around. Maybe it's just in the air. You know what? Maybe it's because it's a long fucking winter. Can we cut ourselves some slack? Can we give ourselves a break? It was a long winter in Canada. So, um, only now is the sun starting to peak out. And it's fucking just April. April, well, April. It's May. It's almost May. There's 30 days in April, guys. April, May, June, July. 30 days. Holy guy. No idea which which months have 30 days. I know February has 28 days. That's what that, that I know. Unless it's a leap year. That is the only thing I know about the calendar. And my birthday is April 16th, where I turned 40. Turned 40 years old. And uh, still waiting for gifts from my family. I'm here this week. 40, guys. Give me something nice. Maybe do one of my lease payments for my uh, new Volvo. But yeah, my brother's talking about, like, you know, he's like saying to me and my wife, guys, work. It doesn't matter how you define it. You know, it doesn't matter if you're telling poo jokes. It doesn't matter if you're working for the federal government. Doesn't matter work. It sometimes it just sucks. In his mind, it sucks almost all the time. But um, you know, my my job it does it it does suck. What sucks about it is that it's a grind all of the time. If you don't, if you take your foot off the gas for a second, you won't make a cent. And uh, and even if you have your your foot on the gas, wow, this is a really car heavy podcast. Every analogy goes back to cars. But if you even if you're slamming the pedal to the floor, you you're you're not making much in in the entertainment business. You know, yeah, you're like, oh, Mark, those guys at the Oscars. You know, the they make money. Yeah, sure, but they're like one in a million, one in a million, one in ten million. Those people, not that most most entertainers, are just you know like the local house musician at a, at a bar. They're just getting by. You know, comedians are the same thing. So like you you got to kill yourself. You got to work like a dog and not see you know your family very much. And you got to drive in cars until your back is killing you. And uh, you you know unless you re- achieve a, an extremely high level of prominence, you're never financially comfortable. You do it, guys, because you love it. And that, well, I mean, you know, it's a cheesy way to say it, but that's what you do. You do it because, you know, you would rather do this than slave away at a job you didn't like. 
The problem is, is that though, as you get older, you know, there's, there's concessions to make one way or the other, you know, it's easy to run around the globe when you're 20 years old, you know, not giving a shit about anything, buying Honda civics for full price. But as you get older, you know, you can't just, can't just do that shit. So you need a balance between comfort and, uh, what, what would you call it? Ambition, you know? It, chasing your dreams, everybody. Sure, you could chase your dreams, but understand that there are limitations. If you have a, uh, you're responsible for a child, you, you, you want to hang out with your family a little bit, you want to have a wife, you know, you, these things, and they're, those are, not only are they important things, they're the, they're the most important things, guys. And they are. Because, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be immortal. You're not making a dent on the world that everyone's going to remember. It does even even if you are super famous and you do some some movies people remember for a few years, you still just die like everybody else, you know? Nobody gives a shit the new generation of kids, they don't care about, you know? Like I I my my favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan, you guys know that. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. Kids today, you know, the only reason they would know Stevie Ray Vaughan is because people saying things like, oh, you should know Stevie Ray Vaughan. They don't care. They're listening to Drake or whatever the fuck they're listening to. You know, and it's Drake. You know, let's skip ahead 15 years. We'll see if any kid knows Drake's name. They, they won't. He'll be, he'll be, they'll be moved on to, to Bizzle. Bizzle Jalopy. Oh, that guy's going to have so many hit singles. Oh, Bizzle Jalopy. Guys... I think that's it for the podcast. I got to splice these two fucking things together now, you know, but uh, I got to take advantage of the fact that my son is napping so that I can, you know, eat some food, take a shit, you know, (laughs) just you can't do anything for yourself when when you're watching a toddler, especially a toddler in a place that is not your home that you've got all toddler proofed. They've got stairs here. They've got sharp objects. They just... You just, you got to watch him the whole time, or he's just going to uh, just end up in the hospital. So you got to, you got to walk around. So this is my only time. And plus, you know, I've, this has been, we're, we're almost at an hour now, right? And I, I promise, guys, next podcast, I, uh, I'm going to try, I'm going to be in better spirits. All right? I mean, in fact, I'm already in better spirits. I always like doing the podcast. Podcast always, it helps me crystallize my thoughts, you know, when you say them out loud, you know. I like the fact that I get to, to vent to you people. Um, yeah, it gives me like a, weekly, like a weekly therapy session with a therapist who totally agrees with everything I'm saying. It's like, that's right, Mark. You got it all figured out. Got no suggestions for you whatsoever. Best type of therapist. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I'll check in with you soon. Hopefully Sunday from the Prius. If not, hey, let's focus on the positives. It'll be from a fucking awesome new car. Am I right? My back is going to feel like a million dollars. My bones will probably just just shape up. They'll be like, oh, finally. He's sitting in a chiropractor designed seats. Let's put some more calcium and phosphate in these bones. Let's get them firmed up because we got it. We got to stick around for this guy. I'll uh, give you a shout soon. Thanks so much for listening, everybody.
everybody. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up and good night.